Welcome everybody back to the Writing Raw podcast. We're on episode four, I would say. I think that's right, Cam. Right? Episode four. Yep. Yeah, it's four. Um, this is this is a piece that we've been highly anticipating, going about talking about the ego. Um, in the room, right now we're at Cam's house. Nice house. Oh yeah, appreciate that. We got Cam. Everybody remembers Cam. A lot of people love Cam. And today we have also have Cobra. And Cobra is a very, very special friend and brother of mine. Um, we've been together 18 years now. 2004. 2004 we met. And we've been together ever since. It's, it's like blood. You know, he, he knows me. He knows the inside and out. We've seen marriages together. We've seen divorces. We've seen kids, kids babies, yeah. birthdays. We've seen it all. And the type of conversations that we've had over the past have just been huge, in-depth. The types of conversations that people would kill to hear, right? Which is one of the reasons we put this podcast together. Starting, uh, it was, I don't know. 15 months ago, I started writing because I didn't have the words or the breath inside of my lungs. I, I didn't. I was laying in hell and the flames seared me. They cooked holes right through my lungs. I couldn't make or foster words anymore. And it was Cobra that came over the house and picked me up out of the driveway and said, you got to get back to work. I think you knew based on what you've experienced in the past that I had to have something to do. I had to find something not necessarily to keep me busy but you knew that I was in a place of failure because you've lived it you've experienced it before as well and you needed to push me in that direction the only way that I accepted up until that point was because I finally let go of my ego because mm -hmm. at the time I read LaPera's book uh, The Death of My Ego I considered the ego a very very bad thing and what I had to do was take it away. That way mm -hmm. I can learn. I wouldn't have been as successful as I have been and still learning in the way that I have been if the environment wasn't fostered for me. The fostering happened because of the men and the women around me. And Cobra, you were a huge part of that. There were times where I would call you in the middle of the night. And I could never say thank you enough or I love you enough because I do. And you know that I would do anything for you. You've proven to me that you would do anything for me as well. And I know it came at a cost, a lot of that energy. A lot of those times I would just call and would ask you the same thing over and over because I was looking for validation in my own worth. That's part of the ego thing right there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I was constantly looking for validation outside of myself. Um, it wasn't until I think in the last couple of months when I finally found validation within myself. I don't need it from anybody else anymore. And coming from that, I'm at a place now that I'm not asking for forgiveness. I am not asking for mercy anymore. Um, I embody love. And I'm going to scream it from the tops of my lungs. But the only way I got to where I'm at now was removing my ego, learning truly learning about myself the world around me the validation the instant gratification which we're going to dive into as well mm -hmm. but understanding what ego is and essentially getting to the place where i'm at now where i have that healthy ego in me i think the world believes that ego is bad 
But deep down, you want me to challenge that door being rattled at 1 a.m. in the morning. If you're my partner, you want me to go that door. Absolutely. You want me to welcome it, right? Absolutely. You want me, when I come home from work, to staple you to the wall and give you that kiss that you've always dreamt of. That's my ego, too. Yep. My confidence. You want yep. my confidence, but in a healthy way, in a way that we have to conversate to each other. So what I want to do in this episode is break down the, the perception of labeling every ego as bad because it's not. We need a healthy ego. I have a monster inside of me right now. And for my next partner, I have to be able to trust that person with the key to the monster inside of me. I've mastered the, mastered the monster in me with my key. I need to make sure that you can handle my key as well. But first, we're going to dive into, there's, there's two definitions that I have. I want to see what you guys think about this. Okay. Good ego and the bad ego. For sure, I had the bad ego around me. And I think a lot of people do have a level of bad ego around them. My definition of a bad ego is somebody who cannot communicate about the deficiencies within them, their insecurities. So they put up this bad ego around them to find validation within themselves. They can't communicate, but they validate themselves through other things because of the things inside of them that they can't really conversate about. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I see your perspective. Yeah, I can see that. I have a... As soon as you said that, I thought, is, is it a good and bad ego or is it the use of the same ego? Ah, that's where, that's where I'm at with it, honestly. Um, and it's, it's funny because on, on the way over here, uh, of course I'm thinking about it because I knew you were going to talk about ego and... Uh, I started thinking about uh, that, that same very thing as far as like good versus bad, you know. And over the past two years, uh, just, just before you were lying in a ditch, I was in a ditch, and you know it, you know. Um, and so I started changing my perspective on things, and I just kind of got rid of the whole good and bad thing. It just, things are just, they just are, right? Um, and it has a lot to do with just perspective of how you view things. So um, I'm kind of with Cam on this as far as like, I don't know that there's necessarily a uh, a good or bad ego. It's the same ego. It's just a matter of like how you use it. Right. So to me, I think ego is like a uh, it's a weapon. Right. Like, OK, let's say say a gun. Right. Is the gun bad or is the person using the gun bad? You know For what sure. I mean? Um, and how you use it. Right. So an ego, that same ego that could, you know, somebody's jiggling the door, you know, at midnight and you run towards that door. Because you feel like you can protect your, your household, right? That's your ego saying, like, I know that I can protect this, right? That same ego is the same ego in the wrong hands could cause somebody to mistreat their uh, significant other because they can't get outside of, you know, oh, I'm big, bad alpha or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just a matter of knowing when and where to use it. You know what I mean? Sounds like so. somebody who has processed their ego. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. Um, I think, uh, and I, when, when I speak a lot of this stuff, I speak it from the male perspective that what you're talking about is letting that monster loose and the people who don't have control mm-hmm. of that monster, right? Absolutely. Those are your, and it's, it's all over the place. You can see there's 55 year old grown males. They're not real men who, who think they could just like reach up a skirt. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have to let 
that healthy ego within yourself, staple him to the wall. Right. I'm going to hold you in check. But yeah, it's how you use it. When I say good and bad, it's because for the longest time, like these key trigger words, and we've talked about this quite a bit, trigger words mm-hmm. that like they have their, their ebb and flow through especially social media. Yeah. Um, we would say ego bad. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. So what, what, I, what I think from my perspective is I'm trying to say it's not always bad. Right. Ego mm-hmm. labeled as bad. Right. So we could talk about this because we've been talking about this for years now, mm-hmm. right? We've been talking about our egos for, for years. And we have gotten to that place in that communication with each other. However, like the people who are listening right now, so I say like, ego's not bad. Just that punchline, right? right? It's like a micro poetry. Yeah. Ego's not always bad. You heard me say it. I'm saying it across the airwaves right now. Egos are not always bad. But there's some people right now that's going to listen to that and they're going to cringe immediately. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cringe. Yeah. And you know what? People can cringe. Mm-hmm. Like I said a minute ago, I'm not asking for forgiveness anymore. Right. All of this stuff, I've laid in hell. I laid in hell and the devil's foot was on my throat. You can cringe and you can like, you can, I've been in a ball. Right. Yeah. I've bled out. And what I'm trying to do, this is all free, right? Mm-hmm. All of this is free. And all I'm trying to do is guide and lead with my message so that others don't have to go through the same thing. For those guys out there who work 12 hours a day, thinking all they have to do is work and bring home that paycheck every day, and they don't have the time to go through what our work ethic has allowed us to do. Yeah. Right? I get to see my kid 50% of his time. So like this weekend, I don't have my kid. All that I'm doing, it's Saturday night. I'm sitting at a table with you fools, right? <laughs> and I'm trying to unpack this stuff so that some other guy doesn't, he has the tools in front of him. The wife has the tools in front of her, or your significant other, whoever it is, to establish for those relationships. Brothers, right. sisters, right? your father, right? Why did he act the way he did? I'm about to tell you. And a lot of it does revolve around ego. Mm-hmm. Ego was my first step to get through to where I'm writing now. Being able to open up so that you can receive the information you're, yes. you're reading, essentially. Now, I had a, a question for you, and I don't, I, I don't have the answer to this. I don't have a follow-up, anything. Just a straight-up question. Is there a difference between ego and pride? Hmm. Interesting point. Is it situational or is it? Well, like I said, for me, the, the ego, people can't conversate. You come to me with a point, and I can see where the pride would be in there. Let's say Cam and I are in a relationship, right? Obviously, I'm the alpha Cam. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at you waiting. Yeah. <laughs> but if we're in a relationship and you come to me and you say, like, I have these feelings of this thing, Right. You're not doing this enough. You're not doing that enough. And I can't hear you. Because like with males, when we talk about through the, uh, the one lens, typically we see everything through black and white mm. for the most part. Females can see things in gray in different levels. If you come to me with something I don't understand and I don't want to process, it could be my pride getting in the way saying, I'm not just going to have the time for you. Mm-hmm. Right? So that could be my pride. My ego is not allowing me. My pride is not allowing me to conversate with you. I think it's just words, though. Yeah. I think a lot of times we get lost in words. I think, like right now, we're probably trying to find, I mean, those two words were, were put on the table right now. So we're now, and that question was, uh, 
asked the way it was asked. And so now we're trying to find, you know, differences in the two or, um, but maybe, maybe they're related, you know, maybe they're like cousins, you know, but they're not the same, but they're not just completely different by any means. Um, and kind of going with what you were saying, um, as far as like your pride getting in the way in certain situations, maybe it's not, maybe it's not pride. Maybe it's insecurity for sure. You know what I mean? Um, in my opinion, I don't think ego is bad. I don't think pride is bad. I think, I think insecurity Mm-hmm. Is bad. I think if you have an insecure person, they can misuse pride and they can misuse ego, you know, because they don't want to be perceived as wrong. Because if they're wrong, then that means that they're a bad person. That yep. means that they are weak. That means that they weak. are yeah. whatever the case may be. That's your insecurities talking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so you will use your pride to uh, be right in an argument, to be right in a conversation, to be right about a situation. You would use your ego to, to drive so that you don't have to face the fact that you are insecure about whatever the topic is yes. you're talking about. You yes. know what I mean? So I think to me, that was the biggest thing I learned in my two years of, and I'm still climbing, I'm still climbing. Right. Um, but in my two years of, uh, doing whatever it was, I was doing growth, self-learning, whatever, you know, um, I realized that I was deeply, deeply, deeply insecure, you know, and that was dry. My insecurity was driving my ego and driving my pride. That's that's what I think. Same here. Yeah. It was the exact same thing with me. It was my insecurities. Right. But like for Cam, the question that you posed, the difference between ego and pride, I think a lot of people get lost. And I'm speaking right from perspective, my history. I would just get lost in conversations in my head with that. And then I'd call Cobra mm. <laughs> and I would ask him those questions. And then finally, it was you who told me, hey, man, a lot of stuff doesn't matter. Mm. Words. Yeah, they're words. Mm. At the end of the day, are you communicating? Are you being truthful with your communication? Right. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Get out of your head. It doesn't matter. Some of it, it doesn't matter. Stop trying to put labels on everything. Yeah. Breathe. Bottom line, when you're talking about like your ego and your pride, and a lot of that stems from what I think uh, when people get into a fight in a relationship, let's say relationships ends, or a relationship will end, you point your fingers, right? Like this person was wrong because their ego or their pride. You know, when, when a relationship fails, it takes two people. There's always two people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to have some perspective about yourself. Right. You can always like, you can go through life and keep pointing your finger or you can look at yourself. Right. Where's your control at? It's within you. You have no control over that other person. Why couldn't you be the bigger person and lead? Yeah. The biggest thing I think of and what posed that question in my head was when we were discussing uh, swallowing pride. And, um, but that's where I think of it mostly is like to, to have to swallow your pride is like to having to push down your ego, like, Hey, shut up for a second. We're going to, we're going to eat this and move on for whatever the reason may be. But that's, that's where it came from. Yeah. Sometimes you have to swallow your pride, but once you become like completely aware of yourself and even like any one of you can call me out and say like, man, that's your ego talking right now. I'd be like, man, I appreciate this. I appreciate that because we can have that conversation. Biggest thing is episode one. We talked about trust because I trust you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about it, but it, that moves into like now where I'm at today, um, being manipulated by what, what I was grown to think. And we're going to touch on this in the next part of the ego when it comes to like, uh, instant gratification and, and, and validation. My ego was built around. A lot of it was sex. Right. A lot of it was, I, I was going to the gym every day. I was going to the gym every day so I can look really big compared to this guy next to me. 
But today I go to the gym uh, to pull my truck out of the ditch if it ever gets stuck in the ditch, right? <laughs> I go to the gym now because my kid says that I'm a superhero. I got to look the part. And he'll say sometimes like, Dad, it looks like you're losing your muscles. And you better believe I'm back in that gym. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Where do, you, where do you see yourself, Cobra? Like now, if you will. Um, kind of what I touched on earlier. Um, like I said, I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I mean, it's, it's never ending, right? Um, but I, I would say that right now I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of myself from uh, knowing where I was. Uh, and knowing where I am now and the vision I have for myself, you know, going forward, like I'm, I'm extremely proud of myself, you know. Um, I've recognized um, the insecurities that I had. And uh, once I recognized them, I was able to sort of get past them. Um, some of them still bother me, for sure. But now that I'm okay with saying, you know, like, hey, I have a deficiency right here. And I don't look at that and say, oh, man, this means that I'm terrible or whatever the case may be. Like, it's, it's easy for me to um, to dive into that, that situation or that problem head first without the fear of, like, what's this going to make me look like? You mm. know what I mean? Um, so I think I have a healthy relationship with my ego, and I think I have a healthy relationship with my pride. Um, and I think that started because eventually I got to a place where I was no longer afraid to face like my insecurities, essentially to look in the mirror. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and be honest about like, yes, that's who you are. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know who I want to be, but who are you right now? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And be able to look in the mirror and say, you're that, you know, that's who you are. You know, um, if you are, um, just throw an example out there. If you are a, uh, if you're, if you're a mean person, or whatever you know what I mean if you look in the mirror and say yes I'm a mean person instead of trying to deny that you know what I mean um, but that's where I would say that you know like right now that's where I'm at with it man like I'm just I'm very proud of the fact that I could look in the mirror and see uh, the negatives about myself and the positives about myself and it doesn't shake me either way one or the other you know what I mean um, I don't think I'm I'm less or more you know, I'm just I'm me Mm. You know, and in, in due time, I think I'll get to where I want to be, you know. Yeah, mm. I, I think realistically we never stop growing, right? Because mm. there's going to be a certain point where your kid gets at a certain age and it's like it's going to challenge you in some way, I would say. Right. And then you're going to continue on. A lot of us, we can't predict the future. Well, none of us can predict what's going to happen in the future. So I think we'll always just be growing. And to accept that, yeah. you know. And it's not necessarily I'll never be good enough. It's just I'm always learning. And I'm willing to learn. It's another thing. I think that within this world that we're at right now, it's very easy for us to be um, comfortable. The world is set up for us to be comfortable. I try to tear down, well, I did tear down, why a lot of people won't try to better themselves. And for the longest time I thought they, they lacked a work ethic, right? Mm -hmm. They just don't want to do this, you know. But a lot of people out there, they don't know how to. True. Right? They don't know how. Um, one of uh, The power of a word. The difference between leaders, managers, and followers. There's a grave difference between a leader and a follower. I am very, very blessed to be in a place in my life surrounded by lions. That's the way I look at us, right? We've got lions um, Cobra, you and I, we were raised by lions. We became lions. We've been 
and done a lot of things together. We've seen war together. We've seen so much together, right? We've talked about it. So I could see from your perspective, and you could see it from my perspective, and we're raising lions too, and you could see it from their perspectives as, as well. If people can remove their ego and accept the fact that they're probably not a leader, I think we'd be better. Hmm. Accept the fact that you're just a manager. Hmm. If people can tear away their ego and understand that not everybody is built to be a leader or a manager, they're just a follower. You're just a follower. And there's nothing wrong with that. Internally, intrinsically within me, I'm built to be a leader. And that's not coming from a level of cockiness. It's confidence now. I used to be very cocky. But now that I've learned to humble myself and understand myself, I know that I have a leader mentality in me. That's why it's Saturday night. That's why I'm sitting at the table discussing this stuff. And that's why we're putting it out there for free. Because I want people to learn. I want the suicide rates to go down. I want divorce rates to go down. I want to build a better world so my kid has something better to play in and to grow in. I want to foster more love. And not everybody is built to come up with that stuff. I think that's an important topic, man. I think it is because... My, my thought on that is that I think it's situational. In certain situations, um, a person's not built to be a leader in that situation, right? Um, but I feel like if you are insecure about that, if you're in that situation and somebody says, hey, you're not a leader right now, their ego, right? Their ego, their Absolutely. pride will get in the way and say, oh, no, I am, I am. Yep. And then they'll continue to drive down this road that they have no business being on, Correct. right? Um, but if you just kind of change that, you know, and just is let them know, like, hey, in this lane, you're not the leader. In another lane, you probably are. But like right now, you need to follow right now. Yes. And I think the same goes for everybody. Like there's there's certain things that I know about. And in, in that lane, I am the leader. But I also know that in other situations, I'm not that I need to follow right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that doesn't make me less of a leader. It's just right now. I'm not I'm not taking the lead right now. Right. You know what I mean? I have no problem following you. You know what I mean? I have no problem following Cam, you know, in 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 certain situations. Right. But I, I trust the men at this table right now that if it was a situation, they know they're like, yo, Cobra has more of a. Uh, a uh, Cobra knows the situation better than we do. We'll follow him, you know, and I can look at you guys and I know that you guys don't think that y'all are less than me. It's just that right now. I'm going to take what you're saying and yeah. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm follow, follow behind you, you know. Giving up that power. Yeah. That's a big thing. Giving up that power. Well, in this world that... Without making it seem like you're less. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Without feeling like Without in, feeling internally less. that you are less yes. because you're giving up, mm-hmm. you know, power. Which I think it... it maybe, we'll, maybe we'll transition in there as well, but I think that that, uh, that hurts relationships as well when you're talking about man and woman, you know. Um, I'm, I'm going to dive in just a little bit. <laughs> but even in, in relationship with a man and a woman... Um, there are certain situations, you know, Cam, you're the only one in a relationship right now. Um, <laughs> there are certain situations <laughs> where she is going to have more of an understanding of it than you are, you know. Mm-hmm. Will you be able to say, like, you know what, I'm going to follow you right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, that's, a, that's a hard one for me to look at in perspective because mm-hmm. it is that way so many times for me yeah? through the day. But just, just because <laughs> of who she is and what she does, she's right. kind of, every single day she's describing something to me to make me feel like man i really don't know what the hell i'm talking yeah, right, about right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh 
yeah it, it's important on the little things too like when she's not just discussing her profession to me like something i obviously don't know about when we're talking about um feelings or you know uh, there are a lot of times where she'll say um well i know you didn't see it this way but this is how i felt about it so yeah. it has to be you have to consider that that yeah. side that's a big thing i've had to learn is considering something that i may not realize even happened right well it's hard to break that down between man woman between man man because we've hit on it before cam this world that we've been built in is we always have to be number one right we are number one and for me to give up power is to say that i'm weak mm -hmm. right but that's not what that's not weakness no that's not weakness yeah. weakness is not letting that pride get in your way and you're laying in a ditch after you broke up because you're stupid and yeah. arrogant mm -hmm. and you can't 100%. you can't have a conversation yeah you can't let somebody run with this thing yeah. like what was what it is worth wrong with what was it worth you exactly know? <laughs> like what was it worth now your relationship is destroyed you know you're hurting she's probably hurting you yeah. know the people around you friends everybody's probably hurting just because you couldn't you know what i mean yeah because you couldn't be uncomfortable yeah uncomfortable This, this world right now, there's, there's so many like comforting things, but it's all false, right? I've referred to it in one of my captions. It's like life is just one big fast food industry. Every part of it from, from love, from all this stuff, and everybody's just comfortable, but it's so unhealthy. Mm -hmm. It's so unhealthy. That's why it's, we talked about it yesterday, that's why it's, it's almost difficult and it's draining to talk about and to think about this stuff. Because... I mean, it's the hard thing to do. It's not the easy route. It's not, you know, I could easily go about life and just, you know, whatever happens, happens, go through relationships, whatever. But, um, and I think what you're saying is like the world right now is like a big fast food restaurant. Like they're making it harder to get this information, to learn, to do this stuff. Um, because there's so many examples of the easy way and how it'll work, you know in the short term or whatever however you take well, it it's but. so much cheaper it's so much <laughs> it's so much easier just to like right now for me to sit on the couch and watch netflix hmm. it is what it is right yeah it's easier when i uh in a lot of my captions when i talk to everybody about uh i've got a friend who can make a hell of a dad a hell of a husband he's got all these things going for him and on the fourth of july he calls me and he says hey what are you getting into tonight i said i'm writing it's fourth of july i'm writing and I said, what are you doing? Cobra, that was you. Mm -hmm. He said, I I'm in the garage, messing on the engine. Yeah. So you're not going out. No, nah, man, not going out. And I think a lot of guys do that. <clears throat> a lot of guys come out of something grave and significant. They get leveled, just like we were leveled. They find their peace. And their peace, you know, at a certain age, when they hit, they're in their mid-30s. And they're not thinking with their dick anymore not chasing skirts um it's like no nah, i just i'll focus on this thing that brings me happiness yeah i'll work on this engine and then you sit in that garage so we say like man you make such a great husband yeah i know i would <laughs> but i found my peace here like, I, don't, I don't need that stuff anymore but on the caveat it was also you cobra who said man i've got all these things going for me but i'm nothing without a woman uh, <laughs> i wouldn't say nothing without a woman uh, maybe I said that at the time I don't know I wouldn't say nothing 
without a woman. But I, I do believe that as, as humans, you know, uh, I think we work better as a team and a pair, you know. Um, I do think that uh, in a roundabout way, w- women kind of run the world. Um, not, and I say that because I think a lot of what we do as men, uh, the way we're built, you know, why we do things, we do things to protect. Who are you protecting if you don't have anybody? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so I do think that in a roundabout way, we, we're, we're strong. We are who we are as men, but uh, we do it for um, a reason. That, that reason could be underlying, but I think at the, at the bottom of it, it is because of uh, a woman, you know. Yeah, that's, a, that's an awesome point. And I agree with you. You know, I'm built for, well, I'm, I'm built for a lot of things, but that woman, I mean, that's, that's what I write about. I don't know who she is. I don't know what her name is, but that's who I'm doing it for, mm-hmm. right? I wished... That so many of us, and of course I've got a lot of wish. I have a huge dream list, right? <clears throat> but if we can stop, and when I say we, it's like males. You know, when they fight that point of like, all of this is because of a woman. Stop fighting that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, don't. Don't look at it as, as a negative. You know what I mean. Yeah. It's not just because I say you know uh, women run the world. It, it doesn't mean it doesn't take anything away from you. You know, as as a man, um, I think when it comes to relationships, it's about respect. You know, um, there's uh, there's things that I have as a man. There's things that you have. You know, as a woman, um, I should be able to submit to those things that you are great at. You should be able to submit to those things that that, that I'm great at. You know, and if we have that balance, then we'll be. 100% okay, you know. If I'm a king, you're a queen, you know. A king respects his uh, queen, and the queen respects her, her king, you know what I mean? Um, but I, I feel like the, the way the world is right now, as far as, like, uh, men go, you know, if I say that that phrase right there, women run the world, you know, they're immediately going to take that, and they're going to look at that, and they're going to think it's a negative, and they're going to think that, you know, the person saying that is weak or whatever it is. But I think they may be missing the, the context and how I'm saying it, you know. Well, it's because you've learned. You have the experience to it now. A lot of the guys, they, uh, they don't. They don't even know their own self-worth. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that to everybody. A lot of people don't know their own self-worth. And you haven't done the work because of, like we talked about earlier, you just you don't know. Everybody's doing the best they can with what they know. You haven't been led in that way. You don't know what material to read. You don't know to come over here and listen to this on this podcast right now, right? Right, true. You haven't been through it for a male. A lot of the times, the only time they are going to learn is when they are belly up in a ditch and they've done bled out. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's finally when you break. And for a lot of those guys, and I, my ego is so big, I could barely fit in a room. You've known me for a long time. <laughs> my ego is huge, huge. Nothing. I thought nothing can break me. Mm-hmm. And there I was broken. And if it wasn't for you guys... And if it wasn't for, you know, the relationship after the marriage, for her to stroke my ego a little bit to get me pushed in a direction. Right. There's no telling where I would have been. That's an interesting point you put right there. You said um, you said if it wasn't for her pushing you and stroking that ego a little bit. But I was going to say 
like the the woman's ego you know this is why i don't think the ego is like a bad thing like women have ego as well and it's like it's strong it's powerful and, and as long as you use it in the right way like it could be very beneficial you know to yourself your family you know your husband your friend everybody you know um, as long as it's used in the right way but specifically right now i'm talking about relationships and to me i feel um this is part of the reason why i feel like women run the world you know women y'all don't realize the, the power that you have you know um, a woman came into your life and she stroked her ego and it caused you to do this, right? You could have done that without her for sure. Um, but the influence that she has on you or had on you, you know, is, is, was part of the driving factor to get you to go in the direction that you were going, you know? And I don't know that a lot of women understand that they have that power, right? But if you knew how to use it, you know, you can change so many different things in your relationship, your marriage or whatever it is, you know, just knowing that like my husband, my significant other is a video game and I have the controller. Mm. You, ha you, you, the woman is the controller, you know what I mean? So depending on what she does with it, she can make her man just do, 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 do to do just about anything. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, but as a man, I know that if you're trying to push me down the wrong path, I'm going to, I'm going to fight you. Right. But if I know that you're pushing me down the right path, I'll let you control just about anything. Well, I think you know. when, when people are unhealed and they're in that relationship, let's say that a lot of people do this. I did it. Mm -hmm. I was, I had a lot of deficiencies to me. I had a lot of problems within me that I didn't fix. And we're never going to be 100%, right? Right. But there were things within me that I knew that I was hurting. And I walked into this relationship and you get pushed. And for me, because I'm already thinking through this filter of pain, because I still had pain. Mm hmm anything that you would do to me. I had my defenses up, arms were up. Uh, right. It felt like you were uh, not necessarily pushing, what do we say, nagging. Mm -hmm. That's the word, she's always nagging me. And she says these things. And what about subconsciously? What if she's trying to challenge you? Cam and I talked about this right before you came over here. Mm -hmm. What if she's not nagging you? What if she's pushing you to be the man that you are, the man that she can kind of see in there, maybe subconsciously? Right. So instead of you going in with this negative constantly do this thing and she's pushing your buttons and sometimes we need our buttons pushed to push us in that direction of to be the man that she can see but we can't see at the time does that make sense oh it makes perfect sense and i think that's uh but it's, there's gonna be times where like you're not gonna notice that she's not gonna notice that like you said she's doing it subconsciously um she's doing it subconsciously and you don't recognize what she's doing so you just you just view it as her nagging or whatnot but i feel like it's it's important to have these conversations amongst you know like women amongst women um for them to to unlock and and, and realize the power that they that they have if they know that uh and then it's no longer nagging right if they know what they're doing and they're, and they're doing it intentionally they become more aware of themselves to come, yeah to become more aware of it and it's like i'm doing this for a purpose then they're no longer nagging you they're they're pushing you you know they're they're you know they're pushing their partner right. in that great direction. Consciously, not subconsciously. Not subconsciously, The only issue I see with that is that the thing we talked about is without that clear communication of like, instead of the quote test, we'll say test, like they're nagging and they're pushing and they're like, let me see if he passed this test and he turns into a new person. Mm -hmm. Why not just say it? Like, come out. I want you to do this or I can't be with you. I mean... I've been there. I think it depends on the, the man and where he's at, you know, um, because if a man is in a place where he are, he's already low, 
he's already insecure about certain things and she hears that and or he hears that from her mm-hmm. and um whatever that it is that she said i need you to do if in the back of his mind he knows like i can't do it now he's freaking out because she's gonna leave yeah you know or you're coming at me clear with conditions right if yeah. you can't do this then this is and it's like you're, how, right. how can you put conditions on me yeah if you can't put if you put conditions on me now what happens when something bad happens in the relationship later on? Something real. real. And for some men, that's that's clear. Well, I guess it's not even men. I think for some people, uh, it's clear cut. The moment you put a condition on something, they're automatically going to assume it's not love. Mm-hmm. You know, because for some people, their definition of love is something with no conditions. You know, but if you're saying like, I can only be with you, I can only love you if you do this. That's not, you know. <laughs> well, I think so. from from what Cam is saying too, though. Can you just be, uh, just be completely transparent with me? Can mm-hmm. you be completely open with yeah. me? The problem is a lot of people, they don't know these things. Right. Right. You know that you want, let's say, you and your relationship right now. Eventually, you probably want kids, right? Mm-hmm. Can you bear children? Those are some of the things you know. Mm-hmm. I have these certain goals in my life that's outlined because this is what I've been taught to kind of look for. Right? There are going to be things within you that you haven't been taught about that you don't know yet. And that's when, I think that's when people start to uh, start to change. You start learning about certain things about yourself, things you were never taught from mom and dad or school and society. Yeah. Those things that you value. And it's going to happen in year six of your relationship. The good thing is you're still growing. That person that you're with right now, you obviously love them, but can they grow with you in those those new things that you just came up with? Can you conversate about it? Mm-hmm. Well, that's one. Cam Cobra, I don't know if you know, but he is captain communication. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he brings it up all the time. Because communication is key. Mm-hmm. Males typically suck at communication. Trash at it, man. <laughs> We're absolutely trash at it. <laughs> really good at reading the nonverbals, though. Yeah, for sure. There are you things know. that like we pick up on, yeah. but we don't tell you. That's something that, uh, something crazy, like, for me, when I did a lot of my longer rites, I talked about sitting at a table with my woman, and I noticed every little thing that you do. You hold your fork in your right hand. You're adding more salt to the tater tots. Man, I'm the same way, man. Same way, you know? <laughs> I notice all these things. Yeah. The problem is, is we don't tell them these. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think it's because we see it as like kind of natural, right? Why can't we tell them those little things? I, I don't, I, like you said, like you was about to say, I don't know if you were uh, going to dive more into that, but... Um, I don't think it's something that's natural um, for us to just outright say it. You know, um, we had this conversation before where you're talking about like, as far as men, naturally we're hunters, right? Mm. You go out there in a while, you don't say much, you just observe. You take in every bit of the information. What's the weather, the temperature, which way is the wind blowing? You know, uh, where's this tree at? Where's, you know, you're taking all this information and in. you're not talking about it, you're just taking it in. I think we do the same thing scaled down to you sitting across the table with your woman, you know? That's just natural. I think that example is, I, my answer to your question would be it's pointless. Um, if I'm the same way, I'm observant. If I'm observant. And if I told her every single time that um, I memorized songs she sent me or I noticed what she did or I still like know the way her hair looked the first time we hung out and all this other stuff, it's... The way I think about it is if, if you had your birthday every single day, would your birthday be special? So 
not that I'm withholding, but I want to save those special things and those special thoughts that I have for those times. For yourself. Well, for for her as well to yeah for for me to present to her like you know that I care about you and here's why mm-hmm. you know whether it be a rough time or maybe it's you know um, vows or uh, you know whatever proposal or anything like that like I I have these things and I have this almost ammunition of like of proof like I I have this stuff now there are things that I you know we obviously discuss but that's the first thing I thought of during that is like if I told you every single time that uh, I know that you pick up your glass with your left hand by the fourth or fifth time you'd be like obviously we know this at this point I pick up my glass with my left Mm -hmm. hand who cares yeah absolutely I think my point is like we do notice these things we see these things so it's like we're having that conversation in our head but we don't use our mouths Mm -hmm. right when you come out and you We've been married 10 years. I was married for, I don't know, over 10 years. It's like she'd have that <clears throat> that new dress. And, you know, she don't say anything, right? And I think you have to pepper those things in there so that they know that they're still seen, right? Mm-hmm. You still have to say those things every now and then. So they get, you're already thinking it. So every now and then, drop it out there. That's... Mm-hmm. Uh, a point I had with the last girlfriend because I, it wasn't until I was, you know, in my 30s when I read Gottman and Gottman had it in the book, you know, the five love languages. And at one point she said, I want, I'm a, what was it, a feeler, a toucher. So it's like I would touch more. And then it was like a couple, like some time went by and she said, I want um, words of affection. So, so I said, all right, words of affection. And then it changed again. I said, woman. What do you want from me? And she said, I want all of it. And at the time, I was thinking, like, are you entitled to something? Because I was still in a painful place. Yeah. I said, what? You think you're entitled to all this stuff. But in the grand scheme of things, it's like when you find that one, you're going to give her all of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that. You know? You're going to give them all. Yeah. All of it. You're going to know when to say it. And hopefully... The, you know, communication. She could say, you don't do those things anymore. Man, sorry. Didn't even think about it. I was so focused on these other things. But Let me speak to that because I was wondering how to uh, to bring it up. And that's a perfect example of how to bring it up. Um, going back to the power that, that women have in a situation like that, um, for the women listeners out there, you know, um, instead of saying something to this man, you know, because he's a man, instead of saying to him, you know, you don't do these anymore. You can say the same thing just differently. Say, I loved it when you did this. Mm. That that changes the, the atmosphere completely. Right. Um, so instead of telling a man, you know, you don't do these things, that's automatically going to put him on the defensive and make him feel like he's inadequate, which Failing. that is detrimental to a man. You make him feel inadequate. You could you probably check out, you mm. know. Um, however, and and validating, you know, that man and pushing him or whatever it is to and, and saying something like, hey, um, I love it when you do this. It'll probably push him to do that stuff more, you know, because you just stroked his ego, which is healthy to do. It is. You know? mm-hmm. It is. Need that empowerment to continue the good. Yeah. Ego. Yeah. 100 percent. 
Well, this is awesome. Cobra, I appreciate your time. Finally getting you to the microphone. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. more to happen. Cam, mm. thank you for your home and your heat. And uh, the next episode for everybody, we're going to dive right back into ego. And this time, we're going to go for how is it sustaining? I'm going after the ego in a way of tearing down the validation that we all need, but sometimes it can be bad when we do it to ourselves. And the great world of instant gratification, that fast food side of life that we're about to tear to pieces. Stay tuned for the next episode. Always give feedback. We don't have a website yet, but you could always come in the DMs. And the ultimate love, we've had a lot of love. But the ultimate love is send this, man. It may help somebody. It could be helping your brother, your sister, your spouse. I've gotten several DMs on how so far episode one and two. I think the tally is up to three marriages that have told us that we've saved. Said I had my husband. I made him listen to this. And it's crazy the, uh, the impact it's had. So thank you for that insight as well. It just lets us know to keep going. Everybody have an awesome night. Stay safe.